Well, the war in Ukraine has sent commodities moving higher, right? Including some of the agricultural products, such as wheat. And we've seen oil gaining about 10% in the last two days. So much to discuss here in the overall industry. Kristen Owen is with us, Executive Director, Equity Research at Oppenheimer, and Lee Boll, CMT, Senior Manager of Trader Education at Charles Schwab. Thank you both for being with us. So Kristen, I mean, there's no doubt we're seeing commodities, inflation, um, supply chain issues, and so much of this is about agriculture. Um, tell me your thoughts. I, I mentioned wheat, I know corn, and we talked about oil. Um, your thoughts on what's going on here in agriculture and why it could be a place to also park some money. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. You know, the, the word that I would use to describe it is really uncertainty. Uh, since the, the war broke out, we've been tracking about 10 items that we think are really important to, to be mindful of. Um, they generally fall into the buckets of commodities, supply chain, and, and what we look at for our companies um, in the ag space. And really um, what we have seen is that the commodities prices are driving uh, a lot of incremental opportunities for US farmers as sort of trade lines shift. Uh, but it's also causing an awful lot of headaches for those farmers in terms of availability and pricing of things like fertilizer and seed. So a lot of crosswinds and not a lot of clarity on any one of those 10 items that we've been tracking. So I think what you're seeing in the commodities prices is a lot of that uncertainty is priced in here. Yeah, I, you know, I tend to agree with you too, because that I think JP Morgan, when we heard from JP Morgan today, part of the reason why, you know, they really had the numbers that were not as high as expected is because they had to put all these reserves aside because of the uncertainty. I mean, that's basically what all companies are facing in, in a different way, shape, or form. Um, Lee, what do you think? Is it more tailwinds, headwinds? What are you watching when it comes to this sector? Well, I mean, watching a group of companies and you know some of the ETFs that follow this, I mean, they are really ripping higher. So I, I think technically it's, it's a good area uh, to be in. Uh, there's a couple of things though, I mean, It'd be very interesting coming up because remember, in Ukraine, the Russians have moved away from where the, the areas where the Ukrainians plant their grain. So that might increase the supply. But the problem there is that they can grow it. But if the Russian Navy is still in the Black Sea, how are they going to get that to market? So uh, like Kristen was saying, there's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, yes, they can maybe grow more with that area of uh, Ukraine being um, not occupied. But on the other hand, how are they going to ship it? And, and I think also it depends on where you look. I mean, you know, the agribusiness is across a lot of different sectors. So there's uh, they're in consumer staples like Archer Daniels, you know, and fertilizer like CF. Uh, and also what's been really moving is the uh, equipment, agricultural equipment manufacturers like Deere. So uh, I think yeah. th the whole area is still um, in a technically strong orientation, I think. Yeah, and Lee, that's a good setup for Kristen because she likes Deere. Um, in fact, you have an <laughs> outperform rating on Deere. What is Deere doing right? Are they in the right position at the right time for what's needed, Kristen? 
Yeah, so what I think um, all of this uncertainty sets up for us when we're looking at the agricultural equipment manufacturers like Deere, like Case, like Agco, is we're really looking at a equipment replacement cycle that's just gotten elongated. Um, coming into this year, we were thinking, you know, maybe that cycle has, has started to peak a bit and now, um, because commodities prices are so favorable for the U.S. farmer, more than offsetting a lot of the input costs, at the same time, we're still seeing a lot of the same supply chain challenges that we've seen. Those have been exacerbated by you know, the China uh, lockdowns that have been renewed and incremental sort of difficulty getting a lot of those components that for us, our view is that really kicks the, the cycle can down the road um, where we might've been looking at 2023 as that peak. Maybe now there's demand that, that supports uh, equipment into 2024. What we like about deer in this space, and that is one of our top picks for the year, is um, as much the benefit that they get from the current agricultural cycle, but it's also the technology advantage. When you think about the incremental cost that, that farmers have to pay this year for things like fertilizer, uh, precision ag technologies really start to shine in this environment. We think deer has a, a very good leadership position in precision agriculture. Um, but I, I think, you know, Agco and Case will also benefit from the current cycle dynamics that we're seeing. Yeah, and I just wanted you to elaborate on um, CNH Industrial because you do have an outperform, Kristen, on Deer and Agco, a perform. Uh, just a quick thought on this one, which, you know, maybe trying to move forward with innovation, not just doing things the old school way. Just a quick thought on CNH. Hi. Yeah, listen, I, I think CNH has a lot of opportunity ahead of them. We're actually very excited about their acquisition um, of Raven last year. It does a lot to accelerate innovation in this space. But we're really looking at sort of a catch up at this point in time. Uh, last year, CNH completed the split of their business into the on-highway segment and the off-highway segment really allows them to focus their innovation and R&D dollars in these key areas in, in agriculture and construction. So I do think that there's a more focused look there, but it's a little bit of a catch up game at this stage in our view. Yeah. And Lee, what are you thinking here as you're hearing all of this? I know you studied the group overall as well. You look at charts. I mean, what's your big picture final thoughts, Lee? I think that the positives outweigh the negatives here um, for the agricultural business. I mean, you got these higher crop prices. Granted, you could have some cutbacks if China does not import as much. Uh, but I think that just the way that they're trading, it is a very strong area of the market and technically it is outperforming a lot. So I think you're still okay in that space. Right, and you think the fundamentals seem positive and the demand is uh, still looking goodly? Yeah, because you've got higher, uh, higher crop prices in general. Um, also, as Kristen was saying, you're in a cycle where you're having a lot of replacement for machinery. Uh, so I think that's positive as well. Uh, we just have to watch what happens with with China. You know, the drawback is if we get into another tariff tiff with China, we don't know how that might uh, impact the area. But as Kristen said, there's that's the uncertainty that's in there. But from a trading perspective, all of these companies seem to be doing real well. 
All right, Kristen and Lee, great conversation. Thank you so much, because I think we're really hitting some hot topics and the uncertainty surrounding these groups at this time, too. As I mentioned, oil up 10% in two days. So volatility is real as well. Kristen Owen, Executive Director, Equity Research at Oppenheimer, and Lee Boll, CMT Senior Manager of Trader Education at Charles Schwab.